Okay, wait. So you know how, like, when you run out of something and you get angry and you, like, try to overcorrect the problem? Yeah. So I ran out of toilet paper the other day and I was like, fuck this, fuck that. And I went on Amazon and I ordered toilet paper. It comes, mm-hmm. it doesn't come in an Amazon box. It's in a Sam's Club box. Oh, my God. They're double rolls. Mm-hmm. I now own, what is it, 64 times 2, 128 rolls of toilet paper that are just sitting in a box in my apartment. It's, like, the size of my bathroom. Like, I put it in my bathroom. There's nowhere to move. I have to move it to do anything. Like, oh there's nowhere God. to put it. It just has to sit on the floor. Like, it's going to come with me to my next apartment. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to do with all this toilet paper. Just, like, yeah. just... Like, you know, I just... can't... <laughs> I can't, like, I can't throw it out. I can't, like, text my mom, like, what do I do with 128 rolls of toilet paper? Because she's going to be like, you're an idiot. Like, it just... <laughs> lives with me now it's like me the cat and this roll this giant thing of toilet paper jesus christ i think like the only thing to do is just shit a whole bunch so that you can use it there's no other way to like get rid of it pigeon big daddy proud big daddy proud It's only game. Why you have to be mad? Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the For Puck's Sake podcast. Um, we've got not a lot of things to talk about, like, list-wise, but there's a lot of shit to talk about. So, rolling right in. Alex, what's up? Um, so last week, I don't remember if I said anything about it, but when we were recording the podcast, I was like wicked out of breath and I was like, I was complaining about it. I complained to my mom about it and I just assumed that, I don't know, I was moving around more than I normally do maybe and so that's why I was out of breath. No, I woke up the next morning with Literally, it felt like someone was ripping my goddamn throat out. And so I was like, oh, okay, this is gonna be the worst of it, right? No! I woke up Monday, and I started coughing up a whole ass lung. Not doing great. That's gonna be the worst of it, right? Absolutely not. On Tuesday, I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I couldn't even stand up. I needed to go to the bathroom so bad. I... Stood up and almost fell down. I felt like I hit a wall. Or ten. It was not pleasant. It was not great. And I am still recovering. A week later. I'm not happy about it. I'm still coughing. And it's very, very gross. I was dizzy up until yesterday. I also... From Tuesday into, like, Thursday, I think, did not eat a single thing. Because I kept... I was sleeping all day on Tuesday. I didn't go to work. Uh, but then on Wednesday at lunchtime, I went to eat, like I brought leftover, uh, pasta, uh, and I went to eat it and literally two bites in, I thought I was going to throw up. So I didn't eat. And then I just kind of forgot to eat after that. And I was just feeling gross. So I didn't want to eat because I don't want to throw up. So I didn't eat for like 72 hours. So that just makes everything even better. We're doing great now. We're doing better. I'm eating cheese. 
I'm doing good. Alex, I feel like you're always dying. I think I am. I have a very weak immune system. Not great. Wasn't blessed with the strength to. I think it's because I've been eating jelly beans off the ground at work. Which is out of context. <laughs> that was <sounds> very weird. <laughs> that like explains no, everything. We, <laughs> we, um, my coworker and I were in like, we're the two pre-K teachers. Uh, we're starting to do like this thing at snack time or circle time while we're where we will read a book or like ask them questions about stuff that we're learning and if they answer like correctly we'll give them a jelly bean or two and obviously they're like four and five years old we're not going to let them eat off the ground but we're 20 and 23 i think so you know whatever we can eat off the ground we're adults our immune systems aren't still like very very fragile i mean apparently yours is apparently mine is (laughs) But, yeah, so if they fall on the floor, we'll just usually pick them up and pop them right in our mouth. And they're like, why can't you eat them off the ground, but we can't? We're like, we're adults. Alex, Shut up. I'm just, <laughs> I'm not three, an adult, clearly. The three things that are, like, the most germ-infested places in this world. Small children. Communal food. And the ground. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know. My dad is OCD. And so, like, we were always, like, you know how, like, stores will have like bowls of jelly beans for you to like pick at yeah like my dad is like never fucking eat out of those because homeless people piss in their hands and then come and take them like like, my dad like trained us like no communal food never fucking eat anything off the ground like and like you're doing this to yourself you're poisoning yourself you're eating small (laughs) children leftovers off the goddamn ground are jelly beans like are there in like the jelly bean like package thing also there's starburst jelly beans they're These off the ground next level but they're like when you the, take them out of the like plastic the like they're, 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 they're on the ground so <laughs> small out. children know, like, didn't wash his hands drop the jelly five bean and then you rule. ate it off the ground <laughs> oh no <laughs> it's not like it was sitting there like the, the, collecting dust it was there for two <laughs> seconds, Gabby. It's two. small children <laughs> in the T-W-O. ground. T W O. Like it's not like I... you like, dropped it like onto your bed or like on your clean kitchen floor. It is where children have been. Like I, I assume they sit on the ground in circle time. Well, they sit on the carpet. <laughs> yeah, they sit on the carpet. They fart. They do weird little kid things. They touch their junk and then touch the ground, <laughs> and then you ate. The jelly beans off the it carpet. It falls onto the tile, not the carpet. So really only their feet touch it. That's <laughs> they're not crawling over it. That's not so helping gross. it at all. But their you know, like in that were on the in, playground <laughs> where the rat shit. Like I don't I sweep every day just <laughs> But the worst part is is it's not really gross. Because in hindsight I am like realizing how to Terrible of a decision this is. <laughs> Our, um, so a few weeks ago, we found out that, well, we say that our place of employment is brat infested, but really there's just some ice. Because 
You're, <laughs> you're eating mice jelly beans. Oh my god. I was gonna come to your I defense. I just realized this just came, I was I just gonna come to your defense because I too live with a child. I get that. I, like my before I went from like never eating anything off the ground and like never eating mm. anything that was like in the hands or the mouths of, of another human being. But you live with a child and then you learn that this is just your life now. Um, yes. You just, you, you eat their leftovers and everything that they touch and you have to get rid of any kind of like learned aversion to gross things. But you're eating jelly beans off of a mice infested <laughs> school. It's, that's the dirtiest thing I have ever. I'm no longer, Jesus now that I Christ. that there are mice in there, I'm not ever going to eat anything ever. <laughs> All right, so we, I'm just we, gonna... As a future doctor, I have just uh, treated and saved Alex. We're good. We're moving on. Yes. Um, so sometimes if you have a, like, a good roundtable topic, you'll write it in our doc so you don't forget it later. Um, Shay, can I read yours? <laughs> Go for it. So it's good. Shay, colon. Might be taking a trip to the Midwest to meet up strangers from the internet for a wedding and an orgy. What the fuck? It's. I wish I could make it sound like it's not what it is, but it's exactly what it is. I need right. details. Alright. I have so questions. My my first my first experience on the internet, I was a little kid. I know I was under eleven because eleven is when you get your Hogwarts letter and I was probably like a little bit like uh like waiting for my Hogwarts letter still. And this makes sense. This is relevant yeah. because it was um a Harry Potter website, you know? Because I was, you know, big into Harry Potter, dumb fucking nerd, you know, all that jazz. And it was um a forum where you could like role play with people and like that was like my first like internet family you know yeah um and so like we spent several years like just sorry that's my breaking news nikita kucherov has been suspended for one game for boarding columbus's marcus one game yeah well oof I mean, one game. It was not a great hit, but I mean, I guess they're being more lenient this playoffs. Well, we'll see if they're actually being more lenient or not. It might just be because it's the first one that they're like, um, let's just give him a slap on the wrist. Yeah, he's but... not a repeat offender. Yeah, he's Nikita Kucherov. Although it was really, it was a late hit, and it was a hit to the head against the board, so like you kind of expected. Two games minimum. Well, he got well, the game misconduct. Exactly. It was in the first period. He got the main game misconduct. So that's really one game, and then this would be a second game. That makes sense. Yeah, I thought it was later in the peri- in the in the game though. I, I mean, I, I think it was the first or the second. Okay. I don't think it was like late in the third. Like I'm pretty sure he missed a lot of the game. Okay. All right. So that that makes sense. That makes sense because that's like a game and a half at least. Yeah. Um. But yeah, do I continue with this horrifying thing? Yes, go back to your horrifying story, please. Oh, it's not horrifying. I like these are really great people. Like I've known them. I added them on Facebook uh back then and then like we just kind of never talked again. Like they would check in every now and then like if there was a hurricane coming my way, they'd be like, "Hey, are you okay?" or something like that. 
Um, oh, he only missed five minutes. Okay, so that's what I thought. I thought it was later. I thought in it the was game. in the second period, so it wasn't the third period. Okay, so he didn't. He should have gotten two games. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Um, <sighs> down. Okay. Um, so anyways, these people, like, the, like, I've known them on Facebook for a while, um, uh, and I knew them through, like, this website, and just, you know, never talked to them, um, until recently, when one of them got a whole bunch of us in a group chat again, out of nowhere, and was like, hey, I'm getting married, do you guys want to come to Missouri to, uh, come to my wedding? And, Is like, it you St. Know, Louis, Missouri, or Kansas City, Missouri? Kansas City, Missouri. Okay, so it's like the Midwest, Midwest. Yeah, Midwest, Midwest. Uh, so it's, um, they've, she's invited us, and all of us were really receptive. We were like, oh, some of us maybe couldn't make it. I'm still, like, the jury's up because it's in October, and, like, everything, uh, like, uh, hockey is starting again. Uh, we're going to be moving. It's, like, a whole big complicated mess. Um, but, like, I might actually be going to this wedding and as the chat has developed so has discussion of an orgy and i don't know how that happened but it did and i'm making great life choices guys so i don't know what the more concerning part for me is because like your choices now whatever you're an adult um they're questionable but like okay I think I'm more concerned about the fact that you had, like, a group of internet friends at 11 years old, 10 years old. If you're waiting for your Hogwarts letter, you're 10. Yeah, probably. That's concerning to me. Like, where were your parents on that one? (laughs) Actually, they tried to ban me from the website for a little while because they thought I was, like, addicted to the internet. I I respect your parents on that. (laughs) Just, like, knowing who you are now, they probably should have done a better job. I've essentially grew up on the internet. I just, like, had very many series of friend, of internet friends. I'm just, I'm really concerned about <laughs> that 10-year-old Shay was making friends with people who would go out to Kansas City to have an orgy. Like. <laughs> to be fair, there weren't any orgies back then. No, but. We were all young. I'm just very concerned about this whole timeline. <laughs> I like how, like, out of all of the things you could pick up, like, oh, she's going to the Midwest, middle of nowhere, to meet people that she doesn't know. You want to just meet like, Iowa people. for a girl. Yeah, that's like, that fair. Like, that doesn't shock me. That's fair. That's fair. I forgot that you guys knew that detail where I did, in fact, meet a girl on the internet and move to Iowa. <laughs> I just, like, those things don't shock me. It's the 10 years old making internet friends like you are so lucky you didn't get kidnapped how are you gonna kidnap me like was i I wasn't sharing my sensitive information i don't like 10 year old internet friends equals kidnapping like i don't know were you all like the same age or like uh yeah around the same age or like maybe like a like two or three years older than me i actually might not be sure about the whole like waiting for hogwarts letter thing i'm pretty sure i was waiting for a hogwarts letter so i might have been like 10 going on 11 so lucky you didn't get kidnapped (laughs) well you know what they're gonna do it now me at 24 getting kidnapped by some people which like shout out to them because i got them to listen to the podcast so we have like 
five or six hey new guys listeners. what's up <laughs> they don't know anything <laughs> about hockey thanks for not kidnapping shay sorry we just <laughs> called you so many mean things <laughs> so yeah um i'm gonna send thanks this for to listening. them <laughs> one of them's a Winnipegger, and every time she calls herself a, a winner yeah every time she calls herself a Winnipegger, that like pegger part is like highlighted to me <laughs> uh but yeah so that's that's how my october is gonna go all right from philadelphia as per usual i'm gabby um so i have a hot dad. This is like something that I know. It's not something that I like to talk about, but it's something that I know. Like, ladies on the street thinks he's Andy Garcia. Every girl I played softball with, like, had a crush on him at some point. Like, it's not totally comfortable, but it's something that I'm aware of. And you know how as you get older, your relationship with your mom kind of changes? Mm-hmm. My mom has decided that she wants to, like, mentally fuck me up forever. <laughs> and has decided that she wants to tell me details about her and my dad's sex life. Oh, absolutely oh, no. not, So, like, ma'am. I know things about my father that no person should ever know. Like, and oh, she's like, God. she's like, oh, I didn't think it was weird to tell you about that. And I'm like, no, it is weird to tell me about that. And she's like, well, I thought you always assumed. And I'm like, no, I assumed that. But there's a difference between assuming and knowing. Oh, like, my God. I have details that I shouldn't have details about. And I just, like... <laughs> And then she'll be like, why do you need therapy? Like, can't you cut back? And I'm like, no, you just gave me this very graphic detail about my father. I need to see my therapist. Probably more often. <laughs> oh, man. I'm like, we're focusing on the keto and the weight loss, but, like, now I gotta toss this in, and, like, it's taken away from that time, Car. so. Oh, bud. Oh, my God. I just... And now I have to go to dinner tonight. It's with me and my parents. My sister's not coming down. Oh, no. So. so wish like, me luck. Like, that's horrifying. Because I, I think having, like, an actual conversation about my mom and her sex life with my dad would be, like, the worst thing. But I don't know if that's better or worse than the fact that, like, like there was a period of time where someone was living in my room when I was younger. And I would sleep in, like, this bunk bed type thing that my dad built for his room um and like I had like sleep paralysis and I remember like listening to them like doing it while I was in the same room and like having a panic attack we're so fucked up it's not even funny <laughs> we- also I'm I, I can't say the other thing that I uh, that I did I can't I can't <laughs> okay other thing is uh I just mentioned the keto diet and I have a keto diet update um last night I peeled a pizza because you can't have carbs, but I really wanted pizza. So I sat there, and I just, like, pulled back the crust, and I had a pepperoni pizza, so you peel one pepperoni, and all the cheese comes with it. Mm-hmm. And I just ate that. And I'm like, I learned that move from Vinny from the Jersey Shore. Because <laughs> he did that, because he's keto, too. And so there's one episode where he gets really, really drunk, and he just pulls the cheese and the pepperoni off the pizza. <laughs> and they're doing Double Shot of Love with Vinny and Polly D. Mm-hmm. So Vinny was just, like, in my mind. And so, because that premiered Thursday, and so he's been on, like, all these podcasts all week. And so that was just, like, in my mind, and I was like, oh, shit, I can do that. And I just peeled pizza and ate it like that. I had the rest this morning. Why didn't you just, like, get the ingredients and, like, melt some marinara cheese and, like, pepperoni? Because I live in an apartment. The only, like, supermarket around here is a 7-Eleven. 
Oh, valid. <laughs> like that's valid. I live on I live on a college campus. There's no such thing as like getting groceries. <laughs> oh, bud. Yeah, so I like I peeled all the pieces. I threw all the crust away so that there was no way I would eat them. Like I took them to the trash chute and I put it all in a Tupperware container and I like melted it down. It was so good. But yeah. That that sounds that sounds like a meal. <laughs> so weird life decisions. Man, like the people who listen to our roundtables when we get personal must be like, why are they fucking like this? It makes us funnier. The trauma. <laughs> why are it's you the accessory. way that you are? Thanks. The trauma. You have to like picture that with like um like peak like Paris Hilton two thousands look. <laughs> your trauma is your accessory. It's like a chihuahua, but better. All right. You had a good week, Shay. I sure as hell did, bud. Oh boy. So, Shay got what I've been wanting for fucking forever. Shay got Q. I'm losing my mind. All right, so before we get into, like, the actual Q stuff, like, I was pleased as fuck just to hear that Bob Wigner was fired. Which, like, I hate, like, feeling, like, feeling about that, about, like, a guy that was fired. But, like, it just, it wasn't working out. So almost as soon as, like, head coach Bob Wigner was fired, there were rumors and leaks that, like, the Panthers had found their new man and that that man had a big old bushy beard uh, fuck, not beard. Mustache, an obsession with peanut butter, and a last name beginning with Q. Um, but from what I've been hearing, and I think it's something that like even Elliot Friedman uh, might have talked about in his last podcast, uh, was that the Panthers weren't going to fire Bob Bugner if they couldn't get Joel Quenville. Which is like for like Panthers fans, that's surprising because Bob Systems just didn't seem to work. In, with the cast in South Florida, but Boogie's, like, a player's coach, and even though the production on the ice was so par, like, I guess everyone, for the most part, really liked him. I heard there were some issues with, like, Boogner maybe not exactly following management's plan, and I'm sure that caused tension, but it seems like he got along really well with the players in the locker room, and I think that's part of why you see, like, Logan Couture throwing shade on Twitter at essentially the whole Panthers roster just because he was offended that people were saying Bob Boogner was the problem. Why does Logan Couture care? He because Bob Bugner was the um, assistant coach in uh, San Jose before he became the head coach in Florida. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so he was like he sent out a tweet that was like, "LOL, yeah, totally his fault." And then bring him back hashtag uh, at San Jose Sharks. Okay, that means he won't be coached <laughs> with the Flyers. I'm good. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but before we talk about, like, the hiring itself, do you guys want to hear some stupid facts? Sure. So, five out of the six, out of the last six Florida Panthers head coaches were first-time coaches. That's fun. Yep. And well, who then, else are you going to get to take that job if you don't have a competitive team? Yeah, that's, well, yeah. And then the one guy that was, like, our golden boy, just, you know, send him on a cab away. So that works. 
And then in in his roughly 21, 22 years of coaching, Joe Quenville has 73 more wins than the Florida Panthers have had in their 25 years of existence. That's embarrassing for you. It's, it gets even worse. He has almost four times as many playoff appearances. He has 21 more playoff series wins than the franchise, since the Panthers have only ever won three series, and they were all in 1996. And then literally, like, his playoff record is he has 118 wins to 70, 97 losses, and the Panthers have 18 wins and 26 losses. That's super embarrassing for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm... Those those numbers hurt. But <laughs> that should it should be it. an uptick. Yeah. If it's not an uptick, the Panthers are cursed. Yeah. So, like, the Panthers had been hounding uh, Quedville ever since he was, like, going to Chicago. It seems like if a change had to be made, they were hell-bent on making him and only him their head coach. Uh, they weren't interested in looking at or talking to anyone else. Uh, that might have been available. And I heard a lot about the Panthers owner, Vinny Viola, getting into the mix and persuading uh, Q to come here. And money was thrown on the table, apparently not as much as some other teams offered, your team specifically, offered a boatload of money. And he was like, nah, I'm good. So Q's going to be making $6 million his first season. 70% of that is paid by the Hawks. Um, and afterwards, he'll have a base salary of $5.25 million. Um, and But with bonuses, it could put him up to $7 million per season. So if he knocks even one bonus, that'll stay on his salary forever until he leaves the Panthers or dies. Um and then there's the connection with Dale Talon, who was the guy that brought him to Chicago all those years ago. And Talon used the word giddy maybe like three times during the press conference. So there's that like subtle whiff of nepotism that you get with like all cocky transactions. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it did seem like Q had his eyes on Florida for more reasons than just like horse racing and golfing with his buddy. Well, that's the thing. It's, like, you can't be too mad at this happening because, like, which would you rather go to? Like, the franchise that, like, people get booed and fired on, like, a daily basis or go to South Florida with your best friend with relatively low pressure and get mm-hmm. a stud like Barkov and, like, yeah. it's really not, like, we Flyers fans can be mad but not too mad because, like, we get it. Like, we hate our team, too. You know who's honest- not getting it? The Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> oh, yeah. They are so fucking pissed. Like, I expected mm-hmm. I expected Flyers fans to be a little bit more pissed. And I have seen, like, like when the f- news first came out, I saw, like, a few tweets from Flyers fans that were, like... Oh, we were definitely know, upset at first, but, like, we get it. Yeah, you got... Like, at, like, 30 minutes later, you guys were fine. You guys were just you focusing on other things. And then the Buffalo Sabres, even today, they're still tweeting out, like, shit towards... All of everyone on Panthers Twitter. I think everyone on Buffalo Twitter just has Panthers Twitter's blocked at this point because it's it's been like uh, the people from Panthers Twitter just don't take it. They just throw it right back or like it's it's dumb as fuck. Um, but at very least, like I'm so fucking excited, guys. I'm so excited. This is being sold to the fans so hard. Like, Q's been saying all the right things. They've got his face plastered outside the VB&T Center. He's on billboards across South Florida already. 
Uh, they've followed him around with the camera, shown him interacting with the players already, and it's been making some serious waves. So, like, four days ago, it was reported that, like, uh, season ticket sales are up 200% from the end of last season, including, like, eight times the amount the uh, eight times the amount of more new business um and you have to take into consideration that like last year we went into the season filled with like hope and promise after missing the playoffs by a point um but like after another year it's like literally half the panthers fans i know were like they weren't going to renew they weren't going to support the team anymore and this is huge for a team that is losing 28 to 30 million dollars a year well, this is All the Bryce Harper effect. Yeah. This is the same exact thing that happened with the Phillies and Bryce Harper, where you get you get that stud. And for you guys, it was a coach. For us, it was the second best player in the league. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's that moment of, like, holy shit, it's happening. And so you, yeah. you build that excitement again, and you see that skyrocket. Like, I think it was in 24 hours, Bryce Harper became the most selling jersey in all time, like, across all sports. Damn. Yeah. So, like... You can't do that with a coach, but, like, it's that same kind of effect where, like, you get yeah. the city buzzing about a, about a team again. And it's mm-hmm. cool for the Panthers because this is casual hockey fans, casual sports fans being like, oh, shit, they're the hockey team here and we might win. Yeah. Because, like, you don't have to be a hockey fan to know that the Chicago Blackhawks won three cups. And Joe Quenville's a very recognizable face. You don't have to be a hockey fan to know who he is and know that he coached those teams. Mm-hmm. And so if you're just a South Miami sports fan, if you're just a sports fan in general who happens to live in South Miami, you might not even like those teams, might not even like hockey, you suddenly are like, oh, crap, and paying attention. And also, like, uh, Florida tickets being up 200%, like, they're cheap. They're easy to buy. Mm -hmm. And so, like, it's not like Leafs tickets or even Flyers tickets where it's like you're giving an arm and a leg. Like, I feel like it's so much easier to buy Florida season tickets. Yeah. And so, like, it's not that big of a financial commitment, and it's mm-hmm. easy to do. Yeah, it's definitely, like, it's, it, it came at a good point, too, because there was a little bit of animosity starting to boil between the fan base and the organization. So, like, like I, I was legitimately worried for the franchise but going into this season before they fired Bob Bugner, before they got Quinville, there was like that moment in time where I was like, shit, is this like one of those seasons that like breaks this team finally and does it so that like we like what all of those haters on on Twitter say were like move to Quebec. What if this is like the last straw that moves us to like Houston or somewhere? And I was legitimately worried about that because like sure, Vinny Viola can like aff- like he's a fucking multi-billionaire he can afford to lose uh 30 million dollars a year but like you can't keep doing that and and i was so fucking scared uh and this is like the the best thing this is more than i could have ever imagined imagine being able to lose 30 million dollars a year and just like do it (laughs) year after year after year yeah like it just doesn't matter 30 million dollars a year doesn't matter (laughs) i know it's not even factoring in, like, the other shit that he does. So, like, he's building um, a new uh, ice rink that's eventually going to take over as the practice rink. But it started out as just, like, a community. Like, like it was pitched to the city of Miami. It's the city of uh, Boca or whatever. So the city of whatever, wherever it is, because I don't remember. 
uh, Fort Lauderdale probably as like something that like the community can use and like kids can use like a YMCA type thing but only uh, hockey mm-hmm. I believe um, and but like all of the shit he does a whole bunch of shit on the side that's Panthers adjacent that I don't think falls under like that 30 million dollars that he's using that he's losing craziness he also bought like a 20 million dollar like condo 200 million dollar condo or something recently i i don't know money is so nice (laughs) oh my god my ethics class the other day um we were like talking about the different types of ethics and there was some sort of like what people do stuff out of the goodness of their hearts and for no other reason and we had to give an example and one girl goes the u.s helps third world countries i was like Bitch, what? You think the U.S. helps third world countries out of the goodness of our hearts? No, we do it for access to materials, access to oil, and if we have a war, we want to roll through that place with no motherfucking problem. Yeah. Like, the U.S. has never done anything out of the goodness of our hearts. We let, they let so many Jews die in the Holocaust and didn't give a fuck until Japan was like, we're here, motherfucker, and then they were like, "Hmm, maybe we should stop the Germans. Like, the U.S. has never done anything out of the goodness of our hearts. Sorry. I, you said money and that no. just, like, popped into you're, my head. You're fine. That was a full-on, because that, like, you started talking and I was listening to you while also thinking of that episode of Friends where it's, like, uh, Joey or Chandler trying to prove to Phoebe that, like, you can't, like, there's no such thing as doing something out of the goodness of your heart because you always get something out of it in the end. Yeah. We're not jaded. It's fine. Um, so Q is signed, which means that three other teams are looking for coaches as of right now. I think more will get fired after the playoffs. But the main three looking for teams for coaches right now are Philly, Buffalo, and the Kings. The Kings have found their man, and it's a really shitty choice. Todd McClellan is probably going to be the coach of the LA Kings. And for petty reasons, I fucking love this. Like... Just how much Kings fans hate the Oilers, and then, like, you're getting the coach that made the Oilers shitty. Like, you're getting Peter Torelli's guy. Yeah. Like, it just it just makes me so happy that this is happening <laughs> to the Kings. But to be fair, like, who else are you gonna, like, the Kings are beginning their rebuild. Like, they have to tear it all down to build it up again. How are That's you tearing take it down? Ozzy Kopitar signed forever. Drew Doughty signed forever. Jonathan Quick is signed forever. Okay, Jonathan Quick isn't, like, doing that great, buddy. No, but what are you going to do with him? He's signed forever. Okay, he's signed forever, but that's exactly, like, they're signed forever. There's still, like, like flashes of promise there, but, like, they're aging. That core is aging, and you don't have the depth pieces yeah, to, Yeah, but you don't, like, have, you don't have the money to rebuild. Like, when it comes time to pay those young players that you would well, start drafting, you can't. Exactly. So, like, their their rebuild is just beginning. Like, they're it's going to take a while for them to get back to, like, what they were, you okay. know? Back to be a competitor. And you're not going to want to, like, funnel a whole bunch of money into a coach, into a really good coach. And even if you could funnel all of that money into a really good coach, like, you don't have the roster for it and you don't have, like, why would you do that? Oh, so you know? Why would you waste that McClellan's time? McClellan's being brought in to leave the tank. I'm, that's what I'm thinking, because, like, what else, what's your other option, you know? Yeah, I don't hate that idea. And you can't say that, but, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 
All right, and then the leaders for the Buffalo job are, well, McClellan said fuck no to <laughs> Buffalo. And so Buffalo's left with Alain Vigneault, Bob Buchner, um, Tippett, Boucher, Richard, Suter, and Martin. Yeah. For the most part, I think the Bugner thing is just, you know, the fan base. I don't know if, like, the like the Panthers just got in the fan base's head. I think that's where those rumors are coming from. Because, I, like, I hear some rumors that Bob Bugner is still in the mix to get another head coaching job. Like, his time is not over as a head coach. Um, and I don't know if he's going to end up in Buffalo or not. I wouldn't be, like, super surprised but it would be a really it would not be a great choice. It would really not be a great choice. Yeah. I hear mostly for for Buffalo. What was the name that I heard thrown around mostly? Um, Boucher. Yeah. Which Boucher has been nervous for the Flyers cuz Boucher is the old Minnesota Wild coach. Or no, mm-hmm. that's Guy Boucher. Not I'm thinking somebody else. Yeah, no, Guy Boucher would be really funny on Buffalo. Because he just like ran the Ottawa Senators into the ground. The other name that I think, like, Dave Tippett is the one that I think is more likely. Because they've, they, like, literally every, every name that Buffalo has put out there, like, actually in an interview or through, like, somewhere like Elliot Friedman was, like, it was Q, it was, uh, it was, um, McClellan, McClellan, fuck, I can't talk, McClellan, it was, um, uh, Elaine Vigneault, I cannot pronounce Vignon, there we go, who is most likely committing to the Flyers, as we're, no, that's what the no, rumors are. No, <laughs> no, we will get there. Okay, all right, well, the rumors say he's no longer available, how about that? Uh, so it looks like every guy that, like, the, the Buffalo Sabres organization has their eye on has been, like, plucked out of their hands, so they're kind of left straggling and it looks like they kind of they're kind of open to anything, but it from what it sounds like, it sounds like they might be leaning towards a more veteran coach than like a first timer, you know? Yeah. I was thinking of Bruce Boudreaux, not Guy Boucher. That's why I said no. wild. Um No, um, I think the Buffalo are gonna go with some old grizzled guy because that's who belongs in Buffalo. Like you know, like teams have their ways. So, like, you know that Arizona's going to go young and new. You know that, like, you know the Buffalo is going to go old. Like, teams just have, like, stereotypical coaches that they're always going to get, and those are the guys, and, like, nothing's ever going to change even when it needs to. Yeah. Like, if they could hire Ken Hitchcock, they would. I actually, no joke, I heard that name put out there. Like, I Buffalo <laughs> just, like, wants to clone Ken Hitchcock and Lindy Ruff and just, like, switch them out every episode every couple years like that's what they would do if they could until they died and then you would have the clones ready um all right let's talk about the shit show that is philly right now so philly has had there's kind of like two sets of rumors going around there's the young new guys there's the old guys because nobody really knows what direction chuck fletcher wants to go in is he trading everybody is he keeping everyone what's he doing um where is he and so without that clear plan Rumors are just going wild, and Sam Chiardi made this list, and it was the most garbage list of coaches anybody has ever put together, and he's like, this is my short list, and it's like, Sam, get the fuck out of here. But then some of these names are coming up, Alain Vigneault being one, 
Dan Bilsma being another, and you're starting to get worried. And then somebody said NCAA coaches, and we just did that, and that was terrible. Alice is on her phone because she doesn't want to hear me talk about this. (laughs) (laughs) And then you have, like, then you have names like Tippett and Todd Nelson. And Todd Nelson is the one that I want, and Scott Gordon as well is still in the mix. But Todd Nelson's the guy that I want. He's an attack guy. He doesn't take excuses. He doesn't like that, like, well, we got a point attitude. He's my pick. Please, Chuck. Please get me Todd. I have a horrible tweet for you. I have the the tweet that's gonna be that said something about how AV is. It's committed. it's the flyer. No, it's the flyers. We're granted an interview with Alain Vigneault. Alain Vigneault would like to go to the flyers. The flyers have not made a decision. That is the tweet. Okay. All right. I know exactly what tweet you're it. talking about. It's that Alain Vigneault has picked has said that he would want he would rather go to the flyers over Buffalo. That is the tweet. Okay. Um, the other thing is, I think Chuck Fletcher is waiting to see who gets fired after the playoffs. Because I do yeah. believe that if the Predators get bounced in round one, Peter Laviolette will get fired. And there is mm-hmm. nothing that Philadelphia wants more than the redemption and return of Peter Laviolette. I actually have a take about who might be on the hot seat. But I'm going to save it for when we're talking about the playoffs. Is it Paul Maurice? Because I had that thought. <laughs> it is actually it is, backpack? yeah. It is. No, not Mike Backpot. But Mike Backpot is like, that's a good point. Although the Leafs are like, well, they've only played a game. But they're <coughs> doing decent. I said I said Paul Maurice, the Jets coach. That's my guess. Yeah, I think uh, Paul Maurice would definitely be on the hot seat. I was actually thinking, like, what would go down in Tampa with John Cooper? Do you know how much money John Cooper would get? I know. So would... much money. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't. Philly's new would... thing, doesn't matter what team, Philly's new thing is stupid money. <laughs> just throwing a ridiculous amount of fucking throwing money throwing a ridiculous amount of money around well you guys you guys have comcast backing you like it's fine comcast comcast gets so much shit because people have been saying since like ed snyder died that comcast doesn't care about winning they only care about seats and now they're like flexing they're like no we care about winning and so <laughs> because they weren't firing anybody we were so mad like you don't give a fuck we're not gonna show up yeah. Um, and now they're like, no, 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 we care about winning. So then they paid Chuck Fletcher, and I think, I think they're gonna drop a lot of money on a coach. Yeah. Be interesting to see who. Well, if it's a if it's a good coach, they should drop a lot of money on. If it. it's Alain Vigneault, I might change teams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well. I'm not going you, to. But I say that. A little, I'm not going to. There's a little to, team but... by the name of the Florida Panthers with an interesting, an interesting uh, time ahead of them. No, I'm not going to change teams, <laughs> but. I will wear a fire Vigneault shirt day one. <laughs> also, before Fuck we move this on, shit. I want to put a name out there that's worth keeping an eye on. Not for a head coach position, but like an assistant coach that can really make your team better. The only unfortunate part in all the Q stuff was that in firing Bob Bugner, they also fought, uh, fired Paul McFarland, who was just about the only person that was doing their job. Uh, this season so McFarland was the assistant coach in charge of the special teams and because because of him Florida ended up the season with the best power play in the league second only to the record-breaking Tampa Bay Lightning so like Mike Hoffman essentially owes this man all of his goals this season Keith Yandel should be sending him at least a gift basket or something and like I understand why Paul McFarland was let go new coach brings in his new guys and all that but that said, McFarland, it was said that McFarland was really surprised 
um, about losing his spot and that he wishes they would have discussed it with him more and maybe sent him down to the AHL team in Springfield for a head coaching gig there so that he could develop as a head coach and not just as an assistant coach. He's a really young guy. He, By all accounts, he's a very good coach um, he, that's really highly, highly regarded in the NHL. So if you, near, if you hear his name anywhere near your team, your interest should definitely be peaked. What's his name, I, Paul? Uh, his name is, yeah, Paul McFarland. Hey, uh, hey, Paul. S- hey, hey, Paul. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Someone mentioned that. really going to grab some attention, Kat. <laughs> Someone mentioned that they wouldn't be surprised to see him take a position on the Maple Leafs bench next season. Fuck that. No, they don't get everything. <laughs> they don't yes, get they do. everything. <laughs> it's because there's someone, uh, there was someone on, that might be on their way out in uh toronto and might be opening up a spot and that guy that's on his way out would also make an interesting head coach i just don't remember his name dj i think oh. i don't know but I, I i i did homework but i didn't do enough homework <laughs> all right i don't know anything about any of this <laughs> it's your team <laughs> that's alex it's quiet <laughs> i'm not good with like coaches and people like players is <laughs> all right Let's get into things you can talk about. Let's talk about the playoffs. Oh, gosh. Um, All right. First up, Columbus versus Tampa. (laughs) The only two people that called this was a little kid on the internet and my cat. (laughs) And I should have known something because, like, they always say that, like, kids and animals know. They know things. No. And, like, I should have changed my bracket. I should have done it. I should have gone with the cat, ride with the cat. I should have picked Columbus. Oh, my God. Columbus is up 2-0. A Bolts fan burned their jersey after game one. That was wild. And, like, part of me is, like, this is ridiculous. The other part of me is, like, they were up 2-0 on Washington as well. Like, just hold tight. Like, yeah. things will write itself. Yeah. I think, like... The boats just, they don't do that great in the playoffs. They kind of get in their own heads a lot. They're not really playing their game. They're playing a lot slower than they, than they usually do. And it's not working out for them. Because they, they have this system, um, the boats, that, like, they uh, purposely take a lot of penalties to, like, try because they their special teams are really good mm. and it kind of it can be a kind of a game changer so like it's not purpose, purposely taking penalties for the art of taking penalties uh it's more just like evening out the fact that they're drawing a lot of penalties and i feel like they're doing that part really well they're taking their penalties really well i don't think they're like it's working out the way it did in the regular season yeah i just think that like less penalties are called as well yeah so, like, if you draw something, it's not going to get called as much as if you go out to land something. Mm-hmm. And then, um, what was I going to say? Totally out of my head. Jesus, fuck. It's gone. <laughs> Welcome to my life. Just, woof! <coughs> I saw it, and then it was... I can't find it. That happens to me, like, 20 times an episode whenever we record. Jesus. Fuck, it's gone. It'll come back to me when we're talking about, like, the Bruins. Yeah. Um. Oh. Uh, I I expected the Tampa Bay Lightning to do this. I just didn't expect it to happen now. 
Like, yeah. I expected them to come yeah. across the Bruins and be like, oh, right, we're the Lightning, this is the playoffs, goodbye. Like, mm-hmm. because Columbus is, like, playoff Bob is not Sergei Bobrovsky. Like, it's a totally different person. Playoff Bob is shitty. You've got the curse of Matt Duchesne. Artemi Panarin doesn't deserve good things. Like, there's there's so many pieces to this that it shouldn't be working for Columbus just because they're Columbus as well. Like, who the fuck cares about Ohio? Mm-hmm. But, like, it's working and it's weird. It's, I think, like, Duchesne got reverse cursed, definitely. And I'm also, like... That's on us. We're sorry. Yeah. I'm also feeling, like, it's hard to say just because, like, the Lightning aren't getting as many shots on goal as they usually do. Um, But Bob is looking a lot better in the playoffs than Vasilevsky, at least. They're both mm-hmm. shitty playoff goalies. Yeah, well, you expect Vasilevsky to be better. I, uh, Vasilevsky was pretty good in the playoffs last year. Well, Vasilevsky tires himself out throughout the season. Like, we know this. Yeah. He wears himself down. He's just not a good. He's not as good at the end. They should have rested him. They, they should have. And, like, I don't know. I, maybe I'm just not a Vasilevsky fan. So, like, I'm harder on him, but he just, he looks like shit. Yeah. He, there are some, there are some goals in that second game, especially, that he should not have let in. He's making it stops was... that he's making look, ter- like, difficult, and they shouldn't be. Yeah. Like, I don't study him enough to know if he's, like, a placement goaltender or not, but, like, you've been doing it all year, bro. What happened? Mm-hmm. Like, it's the same thing you've been doing all year. Like, if you're a goalie, like, goalies are head cases. So, like, the other players can get amped up. But if a goalie gets amped up, they're going to look like, they're going to play like shit. Like, a goalie needs to go into the playoffs like this is any other game. Mm-hmm. And it's like they're just happening every other night now. Like, I don't know. It's weird. He's just, like, he, he has a player's mentality to goaltending. I think is what it is, and he gets himself too hype, and he forgets how to goalie. Yeah. Also, hang on. When you, when we were talking about the suspension earlier, because I have it in the doc as Victor Hedman, but we were specifically talking Nikita Kucherov. Did I just fuck it up? Or Yeah, like... you just fucked it up. It was Nikita Kucherov. Okay, okay. Victor I... Hedman got a penalty at the same time, but it was Nikita Kucherov who got suspended. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Thanks. I, like, I was fully convinced that I'd curse Victor Hedman because I own like exactly one Bolts jersey and it's a Hedman jersey and um, I keep trying to wear it during the playoffs which is the only time I'll root for the Bolts and every time I wear it the Bolts don't do well so maybe it's me maybe I'm doing this to them it could be you (laughs) but like I had I had a question regardless of how the series ends up or maybe you can factor in like depending on whether the CBJ actually ends up taking it. Um, how do you see this affecting Yarmo? Because, like, before we were talking about, like, oh, making it into the playoffs is, like, key for him to keep his job because he's going to be letting, most likely letting um, Bob and, and Panarin walk. So I'm curious to see, like, with results like this, does that affect whether or not he goes I think, due to those risks. I think if they win the series, he definitely keeps his job. If it's a fight throughout the series, if, like, say the Penguins win the next one, 
and then like they go back and forth and like at the end Columbus loses I think he keeps his job if they get up three nothing even two nothing and Tampa Bay like comes back and wins he's gone hmm. like if they can't close if they can't put up a fight I think he's gone yeah because that means that's two years in a row that you've had the advantage and you've put together a team that just can't close and I think Torts is gone yeah if they lose the series I think Torts is gone and I've hey, been, Torts. I've been, How's Philly finding? I've been surprised by Torts' uh, coaching. Or I don't know if it's That if fucking it's speech? Torts. Yeah. That speech was insane. Forget about skills. Forget about X's and O's. It's a mindset of f***ing believing. It's amazing what can happen. So you stand in there. You stand in there and you don't take a backward step. Not for a second. It's a great opportunity to stand right face to face with him and go right to him. There is no one taking a back step here. All right, let's be I don't know. Like, I'm so surprised because I don't like I don't know if if it's just because of that one speech and if it's um, the fact that that Tampa is not playing like Tampa. But like I'm starting to like towards more than I normally do. I've always and... loved Torts. Like, people people are like, why why do you like him? He's an asshole. I love him because he's an asshole. I think he's such, like, a Philly-style coach. <laughs> that, that... Are you putting that out there in the he universe really... so that I am. he gets fired? I am. Lavi and Torts, if they get fired, <laughs> those are my choices. I, I really like, like, I don't mind the asshole part. Also, I, like, sometimes it's really my funny. players need a good kick in the ass. Yeah, some sometimes it's really funny. Sometimes it's like, oh, you crossed the line there, buddy. But for the most part, like his coaching style in general, I've been always like on like the fence about it. Yeah, because sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, so it's curious to see how that plays out, especially with like so many jobs on the line. Because I do think like like they Tampa has their new GM now. Doesn't matter that he was in the promoted within the org. Um, like, I think John Cooper, he is the head coach that has the longest tenure, um, and he's a great head coach. Like, you see that record, and you know that, but, like, I, I would question, like, a head coach that, Didn't they just extend him, though? I, they did, but I, like, to me, you're losing playoff series after playoff series when you should be, like, going all the way. Like, to me, that's iffy, you know? Yeah. Um, alright. Let's go to Penn's Islanders. We're going to Borelli's, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Following Frankie Borelli on Twitter during all of this has been It's amazing. Did you see him choke out that vendor? <laughs> no! When they scored the overtime goal, he grabs the beer vendor walking by him and just hangs on. And it's like this little old oh guy, and the old guy's like, God. please let me go. Please let me go. And Frankie's just, like, jumping on his back. Oh, my God. Frankie just, like, runs up and down the staircase, just, like, hugging every person within five feet of him. It is fantastic. Like, I want to go to an Islanders game just to sit next to Frankie Pirelli. Oh, my God. I love that so much. I love that that Frankie's like the quintessential hockey fan, and it's so great to see. Um, I just, I'm a little scared though, 
because I know the Islanders are up to nothing, but mm-hmm. I'm scared for them to go back to Pittsburgh because I feel like the Coliseum is such an advantage right now. Yeah. And like, I, I'm afraid that Pittsburgh isn't going to, like, they're not going to have that advantage there. And I don't think it's going to be an advantage for Pittsburgh. Like, I don't think that playing in whatever it is, the PPG is that big of an advantage for the Penguins. I just think that the Islanders are not going to have that advantage and the Pens are going to have a little bit more fight. Yeah. Was it one of the Islanders players? It might have been some other team. But someone said that, like, the fans were the biggest I think it was Brock Nelson said it for them. while wearing a Borelli hat. But, like, <laughs> whoever... <laughs> like, that is just, like, so true. Like, the fans in there, like, the atmosphere in that place clearly, like, means something to these players. Like, they're fighting for it and with it. And I just feel like when they get Pittsburgh, it's just not going to be as... Yeah. yeah. Like, and fiery. also, like, this is looking past the Penguins a little no. bit, but, like, because they're going to the Barclays Center for the rest of the playoffs, like, you're not going to have that advantage then, though. Because the Coliseum is smaller, the Coliseum, everybody's stacked on top of each other, that it creates, like, a dome. Like, it's the 12th man in Seattle, where it's, like, designed mm-hmm. so that it echoes over you. Like, I think when you move to the Barclays, you lose that. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. I'm worried I'm also, worried moving forward yeah. that they're going to lose that advantage. The rest of the, the series in P- Pittsburgh and then into the rest of the playoffs. That's that's a big concern. The other thing about the Barclays Center isn't just, like, the way that it's built. It's the fact that your fans are a little bit more alienated. Because most of your fans are by the Coliseum. You have, uh, you're entering more into Rangers territory once you get into Brooklyn. So dumb to put it there. So fucking yeah. dumb. It was a nice looking stadium yeah. from the outside because I lived right by it. But like, it's not, it's not ideal for Islanders fans. Okay, hold on. Quick thing. I look like I'm balding. Look at this. <laughs> you look like you have this. <laughs> you look like you have this exact <laughs> thing going on. I've been looking at it because I've been thinking of like, um, there's this video that someone made that <coughs> like, oh. If YouTube, if beauty gurus, pretty YouTube was around uh, in the nineties, and she like zigzags her hair. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. mean to. I'm I just like, like my hair is naughty because part. I'm a trash yeah. person, <laughs> and so when I flip it, it creates that. But it was like created like a bald spot. Oh, this is really God. bad radio, but whatever. <laughs> oh. Um, the Blues are up to nothing. We have a new favorite Blues mascot, and that's Boris, the Blues chinchilla. <laughs> which oh, yes. it's another thing I oh, took he's a yes. barstool chinchilla but whatever I love him he's ours now um <laughs> he's adorable he's so cute I love chinchillas they should get him a little like a <laughs> like you're not saying chinchilla. words Alex oh, you're just making okay. noises <laughs> um, so the blues are up to nothing on the jet side They've been in Winnipeg, so this is, like, really scary. Um, yeah. I think you can blame this all on that one guy who made that Old Town Road remix, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. That guy, yeah. uh, Jeremy Hecht. Hecht? I don't know. He, that that video was so cringe. I, I still feel the cringe on my soul. 
I'm gonna wear all white down to Portage in Maine. I'm gonna cheer till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my jet down to Portage in Maine. I'm gonna fly till I can't no more. I got the jet fuel in my pack zip. Gotta make sure my cat fit, but I'll probably say goodbye to it when Shifley hits that hat trick. Me and Los Angeles, a mission of my like a Salzburger up in the kitchen. I think we need line A to be the new golden boy. My head up Bowman and that's for permission. We're at the top of our game, that's true. North win one series, then a few more. I got Bell MTS looking like a white castle. Our women's in his hair than Kumar. But you won't be able to white out the LS ironic, cause we're the ones waving the town. Not the end of the road, we're not taking the bout. Took Atlanta and Phoenix to make it to now. Playoff time, we're getting gritty. Yeah, this right here for the city. I'm like Big Buff, on point with a shot. And when it comes to the raps, nobody wanna hit me. Got the C on my chest right now, like Wheeler does. Got Truba and Myers for DNF. Not drinking until OB clean a cop. Got winning the name, so you can't compete with us. Cause like 10 seconds in, I had to like XL. Like, I can't. I, I watched the whole thing because I had to, but I really regretted it every second of it. It was terrible. Like, <laughs> who he did that? Did he not show it to anybody first? Like, I will show you guys <laughs> if I do something really stupid first, and you can be like, that's not funny. Like, who did he send this to? Or did he just not send it? None of his friends were like, this is a bad idea. Like, you're going to curse them. Stop. He's getting roasted by everybody. That poor man. Good. But, like, it, he, he deserves it. It's so bad. Who, somebody had a really funny comment on when we posted the video that was like, I didn't know Hoodie Allen was a Jets fan. I think that was, I think that, wasn't that Iris? I think it was Iris. Yeah. I fucking died at that. <laughs> That's exactly who he fucking looks like. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that was Iris. Because I remember vividly seeing that comment. Oh, yeah, it was Iris. I love her so much. Um... No, but it's classic. And, like, it's this dude's fucking fault. Patrick Laine, like, woke up for the playoffs. Uh, of it was course like, he did. Nice to see you, bud. Where you been? <laughs> like, like, oh, the players are here. Hold my beer. Yeah, it's It's been, uh, like, I thought, I kind of thought it would go in the Blues' favor. But I thought that those games in Winnipeg, I thought that white at that fan power was going to give them an edge. You know? And I'm just, like, uh, uh, that's fucking terrifying that it didn't. Yeah, because the Blues have missed the playoffs for a bit, and they've always kind of been that team that gets cursed in the playoffs, and now that they have that 2 nothing lead and they have a little bit of a jump, those fans are going to be thirsty for the next round, and they're mm-hmm. going to be fucking rowdy. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the whiteout was your advantage, and you're just going to St. Louis where, like, well... Playing as Pittsburgh isn't really an advantage for Pittsburgh. It's just not an advantage for the New York Islanders. I feel like losing the whiteout and getting the Blues fans becomes a disadvantage for the Jets. Yeah. Like, it's a clear advantage for the Blues going back to that crowd, especially with that 2 nothing lead. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be worried if I was a Winnipeg fan. I'm not even a Winnipeg fan, and I'm worried. Poor baby boy, Mike Sharp, Mike Sharp, Mike, fuck, fuck. Mark Shifley. Mike Shark. <laughs> I can't speak. It's fine. Um, speaking of sharks, let's go Knights versus Sharks, which is exactly what we all thought it would be. And it's the two teams going back and forth. Marc-Andre Fleury had a great game, game one, not as great game two. Every shift, every, ba- every period, it's all a fight. 
This game, this series is gonna go to seven. Yeah. Mm, um, I mean, there's not much to talk about because it's exactly what we knew what was going to happen. Yeah, we figured it was gonna be the tightest series out of all of them, and it's that's exactly it. I really like what I've been seeing from the from the fan bases. I'm like I'm not as interested in what's happening on the ice as I am interested in seeing these fan bases and how they're experiencing playoffs. Um and it's it's great. I've the 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 marketing for both teams is just phenomenal. Also, we have Sharks Joe Pavelski Captain America stuff on sale. That we're not saying it's because of us, but when we posted it, the Knights were up 3 nothing and then we it, we posted it, we put it for release, and uh, the Sharks came back and won. So, <laughs> buy our Captain America Joe Pavelski stuff. It's actually really cute. It is really cute. It's super cute. Alex and I are both wearing our gear today. Our for fuck's sake, off-brand oh, yes. stuff. I've got my Joe Farabay shirt. <laughs> Alex has got her Rockbesser shirt. Um. Uh, all right. So then, that's all the series with two games. Series with one game, so we got Leafs versus Bruins. Leafs won. Leafs are up, one nothing. The score was 4-1, Alex. At any point, were you freaking out? Uh, you know, I was, like, feeling good until I looked at what, like, I was like, oh, like, it, it's up 3-1. What? And then I was, I, like, looked at what the time was and I thought we were in the third period and I was like and I, then I I was starting to freak out because we were only in the second period and I was like Leafs and Leeds going into the third period do not at all um stick they don't work together I was just like there's no way that we're winning this they're just going to come back in the third because we're going to get lazy because that's what we always do. And, yeah, but somehow it went our way and they were like little fireworks out there on the ice. I was a little shocked. And then also, okay, so funny story for all y'all people listening. <laughs> I was so bored at first watching the game because nothing had happened. And I had just gotten off of work and I wanted to go to bed so bad. I texted the group chat and asked, is it bad that I just want to turn off the game and go to bed? And then, like, not even five minutes later, was it Charlie McAvoy made that stupid play, like, pushed Mitch's foot out from under him and he crashed into Tukarask. And then Mitch got to have a penalty shot. And uh, he made it, and from there on out, I was all fucking in for this game. They they put the penalty shot on Pornhub, I think, and it was like, <laughs> like uh, good. It was I forgot what the what the what the text was, but it was something something fucks the whole city of Boston. Something oh young stud young stud fucks the whole city of young Boston. <laughs> yeah, dude, Mitch Marner. Like, I can't, at first when I, they were like, oh, he's going to get a penalty shot, I'm, I, I just assumed I was like, eh, like, that's probably not going to go in. Like, eh. Like, how often do penalty shots actually go in? Like, in the playoffs? It's Mitch Marner, though. It came, 
I know it's much harder, but like I was like, uh, I just wasn't. I wasn't very hopeful. I haven't. Yeah, Leafs fan. The hopefless person. Uh, every season. Leafs fan I know just kind of put, picked uh, Boston for their bracket. Meanwhile, I'm here. Yeah. Like I'm pretty. I was pretty sure that the Leafs were gonna do pretty well against Boston. Then again, it's only been one game. But like, I, if the Leafs take the series, I would not be su- as surprised as like many Leafs fans. Would I would be. be so surprised. I the Bruins at top to bottom are a better is, team. Yeah, like yeah, but something about it. Like I'm, fe- I'm feeling the Leafs. I don't know what it is. I have a feeling the defense. The defense is so bad for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like I don't understand how, like unless you glue Morgan Riley and Jake Gardner or whoever Morgan Riley plays with to that sixty seventh whatever whatever they are line that. Patrice Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak line. Can't remember numbers or what they're called. Unless you glue them to them, like, you you can't stop them. What is it? You can't stop yeah. them. You can only hope to contain them. Yeah, but... Yeah. Like, they're just too good. I don't know, man. I I got a feeling. I got a feeling that I it's good. I got a feeling. Gonna... <laughs> oh. I... I don't know. I just feel like if we, when <laughs> this sounds so stupid, but I feel like when you don't believe in something, sometimes that thing happens. But when you put too much, like yeah, this is gonna happen. Let's go full fucking force. You're just always left disappointed. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really true. I think that's what the Leafs. I think that's what Leafs fans just did. They they picked Boston over and just put it in their heads that Boston is gonna win as, as soon a coping as mechanism. Fans gain hope, they're gonna fall apart so fucking oh, fast. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just Once they'll win game two Le- and then Boston <laughs> will just take the rest in Toronto. Like, Leafs for fans, sure. just for sure. Don't don't be happy at all. Just don't think. Don't like. Just assume that the the, the Bruins are gonna Remember win. Remember that be your fine. life is miserable. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, so the Bruins just tweeted out the game two graphic for today, and it's a picture of one of the goddamn players. I don't know, but they put in as the Leafs player so it's like a Boston player and then a Leafs player behind him they decided that it was a good idea to put in fucking Thomas Paquette pa- I can't even say his name anymore <laughs> yeah that whatever I can't I can't say anymore he's off my team out of mind bye he, they decided it was a good decision to put good old Tommy boy in there he's not even on the Leafs he's anymore he's not even in the league anymore <laughs> he retired oh my God. Oh my he god. He hit game 1000 and was like, peace, I'm out. <laughs> Bye. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Yeet. <laughs> like, do your research. No, like, that's, that's purposeful, Alex. There? That's like... purposeful. None of your players <laughs> matter. We're not even going to put one in our graphic. That is completely purposeful. Yeah, that's that, that, was, a, that was a fucking hilarious move on their part. <laughs> okay. Cats versus Canes. Caps are up one nothing. Full disclosure, <laughs> I went back and I changed my bracket and I put the Caps beating the Canes. Because I realized that it was really dumb to have both the Caps and the Pens losing in the first round. So I went back and I was like, I gotta give it to the Caps. Aww. I... I'm... 
distressed <laughs> immediately after. They did not look good. No, they didn't. Who was they in goal? Really Pe- was it Peter Morazic in goal? It was Peter Morazic. Pe- Peter Morazic's not good. Okay, but listen, listen. I will say one thing. I was, I, I had to go out. I was forced to, to leave the house. I wasn't there to watch, like, the first uh, two periods of the game. As soon as I got on and turned on the TV, Andrei Svechnikov scored two goals. So I just have to watch the whole game, the whole series, Interesting and it'll be stat. fine. Andrei Svechnikov has the only two goals in Carolina Panthers, or not Panthers, Carolina Hurricanes <laughs> playoff history in the past decade. Yeah. He has the only two goals in pa- Carolina Panthers history ever because the Panthers don't score goals. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, the Carolina no. Panthers, not the Florida Panthers. That's, I know, that's okay. fair. <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you thought I was thinking Panthers. Like, no, Carolina Panthers. Um, I just, they're all melted together in my head. Is that why you like the Hurricanes so much? Because you just, like, made that connection with Florida Panthers, Carolina Panthers, Carolina Hurricanes? No, the my my favorite meme is um my friend Lila made this like the hand holding meme and it's like um the canes and the panthers being uh being the hand holding is um them uh being mistaken for a more popular football team mm-hmm. and in the panthers case it's the Carolina Panthers and in the canes case it's the Miami Hurricanes. Gotcha. And it's just le- legit, just the connection. <laughs> That's us. Um, I really have nothing else to talk about. The Canes decided, like, not to guard Ovi at any point during the series. Yeah, Oh, yes, they bad. were all, like, that picture like, of just stand uh, there. players on the just ice Just stand there! Yeah. Have I one yelled. person just stand Ovi there. You know he's gonna be standing there. Just stand there. I don't understand I... how no team has figured this out yet. He Listen, doesn't do anything yeah. else. The thing is, they're overly excited. This is the first time they've made No, but the I'm playoffs, talking about like... no team in the history of Obi's career ever. has ever figured out just to plant somebody there. <laughs> like, are they afraid of getting hit with the puck? They're fucking hockey players. <laughs> like, that's what you signed up for. Like, honestly, fucking stand I in don't... front of Alex Ovechkin. I, th- I remember vividly asking this while I was, because uh, since I wasn't watching, I was in voice chat with someone that was watching, um, and I was just, like, every time he talked about what was going on, I'm like, why don't, like, Obi has one shot. How, how Why is it so hard to defend him? He has one shot. It's one shot. You just have to do one thing to stop yeah, him. Yeah, he, he's not, he's not out here, like, being a little dangle master or anything he just stands there and it whiffs the puck up whiffs that's not the word i was looking for <laughs> it's the exact like, opposite of the word you're looking for. <laughs> all right i'm i'm after uh, after we finish recording there's gonna be a new a new game and i'm tentatively terrified <laughs> all right abs versus flames happened exactly as we thought it would flames leads one nothing shut out the abs and Four nothing in game one, but they did it with Mike Smith in net, which was shocking. When David Riddick has been the goalie that got yeah. you there, why run with Mike Smith now? Because they're fucking stupid. Like, I don't know. I'm worried about that because if they go if they go with Mike Smith in game two, Mike Smith is not consistent. He can pull out a good game, but he's not consistently good. I'd be a little nervous. 
they didn't the abs didn't get hang on let me see the shot total because i remember watching the game and like being shocked and then looking at the shot total and being like oh that's that that explains a lot more um oh yeah they only got they got 26 shots on goal of that all game yeah the whole game yeah, it, it's been pretty, like, it wasn't as bad as, like, the Caps got, like, 18 shots on goal and still won. But, like, I, like, I was, once I saw that it was not 30 or near 30, like, it explained a lot more. And they got most of their shots in, like, the final period, I believe. That's crazy. Um, Sorry. You're fine. I mean, the Flyers did win a playoff game with eight shots when the Caps got 41 game. So, shots don't matter. Yeah. yeah. But it does make, for, for Mike Smith specifically, like, it makes a little bit more sense if he's not facing as many shots. Yeah. Because you don't expect Mike Smith to be able to save anything. All right, let's go to our last series, Stars versus Preds. Stars are up one nothing. This is going to be tighter than anybody thought. I do think the Preds are going to yeah. come out on top, which would suck for me because that means Lavi doesn't get fired. But I, like, we, this is this is another one like the Sharks versus Knights where you can tell it's going to be close. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think the Preds will end up on top. I agree. I'm still a little shocked that the stars are leading, though. I'm thinking it's the Mike Mudano effect. What they happened to that, that cow? <laughs> I don't know, but they had to keep it. Just, you know. They do have the... to keep it. Yeah. The fan base is just going to get too mad if they don't. Not even just the fan base, just everyone in general would be really pissed if Mike Mudano is not under the care of the Dallas Stars anymore. Um, anybody else have anything on this? Or is that just, like, where we're leaving? It's too soon to talk about this series. Yeah. Like, the other series yeah. had things happen. There's nothing. There's nothing to talk about with this yeah. one yet. hmm So let's go to the most heartbreaking news of the week. Jack Hughes is gonna be a devil. I don't know where on the spectrum I feel about this. The hockey gods hate that- me. Can we just talk about that for a second? I don't care about the devils. I don't like them. I don't hate them. I really, they're just a non-factor in my life. The fact that Jack Hughes, my hockey son, is going to be in Newark. Like, hold on. Philadelphia to Newark. You're going to be real close to him. Like, that's not, I feel like. It's an hour and a half drive. Bus tickets are $13. Like, where's this is a train? this is a plus for you. I don't know why you're no, upset. It's not a plus. You know why? Why? I'm never gonna fucking go. This is not a flyer. <laughs> I'm never gonna <laughs> fucking go. go. Gabby, we could go to we could go to Newark together. Well, I mean, like, like the most I'm gonna do is like when he plays in Philly twice a year, I'll wear a Jack Hughes Team USA j- shirt. Like, I'm never gonna drive to Newark. Who the fuck wants to go to Newark? It's yeah. fucking Newark. Why would you... Anyone me? willingly going to New Jersey, like, why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> like, oh my god, my sister had a great tweet. Um, hold on, let me find it. About this. What'd she say? Um, she was talking about his interview. Um, 
She tweets too fucking much. God damn, Adeline. <laughs> <laughs> she was really like I she was really great when I was doing the live stream for the for the draft lottery. She was asking all kinds of questions, some of which I could not answer <laughs> cuz it was like, what do you expect out of the NHL? And it's like so that's many a things. loaded question. <laughs> it's like, why does God allow suffering? <laughs> hey Siri. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, wait, Siri, give me my fucking shit back. Okay. Maddie's tweet. They made that little boy go all the way to Toronto on a school night for a two-minute interview, and now they're making oh, yes. him move to New Jersey. Someone call child services. That was a really good tweet. I saw that tweet. I died. That was a really good tweet. Like, that poor kid. They're making him move to goddamn he, Newark. He really not even a nice part of New Jersey. Like, not even North Jersey with all his fellow no. Jews. Not South Jersey, which is kind of near Philadelphia and there's a city. Fucking Newark. <laughs> Newark, Newark smells like a dumpster. A, a scary place. Maybe he'll live in the Portuguese neighborhood that my dad grew up in. Do you know who's going to be in charge I'll of him? A tour of Newark. Who's going to be in charge of making sure he stays alive in Newark? Taylor oh, no. Hall. Oh, oh no. Taylor Hall is like the closest thing to oh, an adult no. that Jack Hughes is going to have. I'm so distressed. I'm just picturing that picture of like a... Hey, what how old is Travis Zajac? Can't he take care of the kid? They're all babies. Travis Zajac. How, like I'm just picturing Taylor Hall and those like short shirts with like the little camelback. Like that's the man that's in charge of chubby shorts. Taylor Hall is a live Ken doll. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, really I know there's that Gucci purse story, but I'm pretty sure, like, Taylor Hall is just, like, round down there. Like, he is a Ken doll. He's, like, remember, um, life-sized? Yes. yes. Taylor Hall is Eve. <laughs> like, he is. He's just a Ken doll. Okay, update. Life. Travis Zajac is 33 years old. Um, it's... Move the child in with Zajac and his wife. Okay. Do not let him near Taylor Hall at all. <laughs> Ta- but speaking of Taylor Hall, though, that that dude, what the fuck is what him? What is he? He's what? like six for not six for nineteen. No, six for nine. Jesus Christ! Because uh, 2010, nice. 2011, 2012. So he's five for nine. That's what over five hundred. Five hundred. That's fucking insane. That's not. That's some. That's some like voodoo shit. That's witchcraft. Yeah. I'm calling it now. That's straight witchcraft. He he murdered someone or something to get that to happen. He also just plays on really shitty teams. That's fair. Yeah. Um, we've been sleeping on the Taylor Hall curse. We have been sleeping on the Taylor Hall curse. <laughs> yeah. I think we just like him too much. Yeah. <laughs> to call him curse. He's too relatable. Like, you're just like... <laughs> I like the way that he tweets. Like, the way he tweets is just like, yeah. you were definitely, like... Like, if you were an NHL player, you'd still live in a frat house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, have you have you seen Tommy Boy? No. It's, it's with Chris Farley no. and David Spade. It's an old movie. It's my dad's favorite, but... Um, David Spade um, comes to pick up Chris Farley from college, and Chris Farley goes, it takes a lot of people seven years to get through college, and Chris Farley goes, yeah, but usually those people are doctors at the end. 
Like, <laughs> Taylor Hall would be the Chris Farley character. Just, like, a lovable idiot. <laughs> I'm just picturing, like, Taylor Hall, if he wasn't an NHL player, he would have a TikTok career. No. no. <laughs> He'd have a no. YouTube career. That's fair. He would have started yeah. on Vine, got on YouTube, and then blew up on YouTube. He'd be, like... Um, he'd be like a Paul brother. No, <laughs> don't put that. Or like, curse upon or like, what's Living it? David Dobrik's like vlog squad. No, I was thinking. Oh, yeah. I was thinking yeah. more um like uh like a Cody Co type of guy. He's the, the one of the guys from Tiny Meat Gang. That means nothing to me. I only know who See, David I Dobrik have... is because of Liza Co- I... Koshi. I I almost called her Liza Koshi. <laughs> <laughs> I only knew Cody Ko from Vine, yeah. and then once Vine died, it was gone. Literally, like all knowledge. This is, of him this is a side note that the Cody Ko and Noel Miller blew up enough that they were on an ET interview, an ET live. Like they actually called them and were like, "Hey, we want we know you're doing a tour. We want you to like do this bit." And it's like, "What the fuck? How are you actually famous now? You got famous off of Vine." I Wait, can't believe this. So, David Dobrik had a weird flex the other day um, <laughs> on TikTok. This is unrelated. I hate that I know who these people are. <laughs> David Dobrik, he's like, he's like, welcome to my first TikTok. I'm going to give it a try. And it's just him sitting with three Instagram models. Like, there's no content in it. There's no joke. It's just like, here's my flex. <laughs> and my it's God. like, please don't ruin TikTok, too. TikTok <laughs> is such a pure, weird place. Like, because it's all just like... My favorite part of TikTok is, like, the weird Republicans. <laughs> what? Like, you know, like, the people with just, like, the absolute filthy houses, and, like, they're, it's grown adults being horny to little kid voices, and it's so gross and amazing. Oh, no! That is my favorite part of TikTok, where it's, <laughs> the, like, this is Facebook. Like, these Instagram are the people that still me. use Facebook. <laughs> and, like, it's my favorite thing ever. Um... <laughs> That would be your favorite thing ever. I'm I don't want to watch screaming. the teenagers like think they're hot. Like that's awkward. I love no. the old people who think they're hot. My <laughs> favorite thing on the planet. I'm I'm there for the memes, dude. There's some really good content on there, but I'm fucking screaming. Oh my god. I don't care about the memes. They'll get to Twitter, whatever. They always do. <laughs> if you want to see unique TikTok content. It's the deep south, dirty house Republicans who use Facebook. <laughs> like, you're watching it and you're like, oh, this is how Trump won. Like, <laughs> it's amazing. I'm surprised that Taylor Hall's on in Coachella right now, honestly. Back to Taylor <laughs> Hall. Like, I just opened up Instagram, saw people at Coachella. I'm like, you know, Taylor this Hall. It's a very Taylor yeah. Hall inviting. No, there's not enough country. <laughs> <laughs> well, consider he'd be there in like loafers. Well, no. Oh, hello. People are in there wearing like cowboy hats this year and like chaps. Oh yeah, because horses in the and, back. Like, everything. Road. People are yeah. Um. So Taylor Hall. You know what picture is not talked words. about enough? What the Dylan Lark and Zach Renski at Lollapalooza, where Zach Renski is wearing the Angels jersey open. I'm I like, don't think I've seen that. Oh my god, it's the hottest photo of Zach Renski. He's got like the while. USA I'm... bandana. Oh my god. Oh like, God. I don't think Zach Renski is hot. Zach Renski is hot in that photo. In that picture? Oh, yeah. Um. Whenever people are like, oh, my God, Zach Renski's hot, I'm like, no, he's not. But then that picture comes up, I'm like, hell yeah. yeah. Like, if I met Zach Renski that night, 
That's it. The, the sentence is stopping there. Right. Um, other things, the Rangers are getting Capo Keiko, and Chicago jumped nine spots to have third overall. Um, Shea was big mad about that. The live stream was, like, kind of boring, and then that happened, and Shay's like, fuck this, fuck that, fuck you. <laughs> I was gonna kill Gary Bettman. I'm still gonna kill Gary Bettman. I'm so fucking You didn't fucking even mad. watch the top three. You're just like, this is over. It, it, well, it died on me. <laughs> it died on me, and then I didn't want to, like, watch any longer and see fucking, like, the, the Hawks get Jack Hughes. I was like, okay, bye, guys. <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> it was amazing. Oh god. They jumped nine spots to get the third overall pick. Alright, can you please not try and mate my computer right now, cat? She's like doing the cat thing where they like rub their cheeks over things like pheromones. Please stop. Okay. Thank you. Uh we got some segments. First segment, who gives a shit? The Oilers fans are calling that the NHL lottery draft is rigged. Who gives a shit? Jesus Christ. That's so rich coming from Oilers fans. I can't believe this. Who gives a shit? Next up. Hashtag canceled. Jordan Bennington is canceled. We're canceling him right here right now. He Some shitty old tweets were uncovered. Um, and that's one thing. If he had been like, I've grown as a person since then. I'm so sorry for the way that I acted. Blah, blah, blah. Would have been okay. I'm not going to say fine. It would have been what it is. Um, but he didn't say that. He issued no apology. Um, wasn't sorry. Just said that he was young. Didn't say that he's changed since then. So, fuck you, Jordan Bennington. You're canceled. Yeah. I, I hate cancel culture when it comes to, like, old tweets. Because people can grow. But, like, he was 19. He was 20 in some of the tweets. He was 21. Yeah. It was 19, 20, and 21, because there were repeated tweets, like, there were different tweets over different years, and some of them were Islamophobic, some of them were misogynistic, and, like, fuck you, dude. Like, fuck you. His, like, when he was asked, uh, after, like, practice or something, he was like, oh, I was, like, his excuse was, oh, I was a kid. No, you weren't. Yeah. You're college age. You should know better. It's, Absolutely insane. And it wasn't even, like, you don't even have, like, the excuse that, like, older people have that they use all the time. Like, oh, it was a different time. Like, no. It was fucking, like, 2014. Like, if you you say this shit since Glee has been on the air, like, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, I think think we can all mark down Glee as the, the the, the time frame where things started to shift. Yeah. Which I think yes. is a really weird, but it's like Glee and Modern Family like started around the same time, and I think that's the point. If Glee was on the <laughs> air when you said shit, it's too recent to be called a different time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. All right. Next. Next. Uh. Segment. New segment. That seems wrong. Um. The Vegas Golden Knights are bringing in two-time KHL MVP over for the playoffs. I'm so confused about this. Like, I don't understand they, it. Apparently, Gusev is signed with them. He's, like, a prospect. And so it's, like, the same thing as bringing up a player from the AHL. Yeah. But because he's already signed with them. Like, he was already, he's already, huh. he, they already have his rights. Yeah. So he's signing the contract and he's coming over for the, the playoffs. 
But I feel like this is a thing, like, this is a very, like, Lou Lamorello move. Where, like, you shouldn't be able to do that. And I don't understand how you're doing that. Yeah. And in the future, you won't be able to do that. I would not be surprised if they didn't change it, though. Because if you have a player overseas that's just chilling on ice and you need him for the playoffs, you sh- should be able to call on him. But the fact that it is uh, Nikita Gusev, that it's just, it's it's shady, you know? Just it's cause super it's, shady. Yeah, just because it's such a good, like, a good like player with actual he's promise. He's the best player in the second best league in the world, and you just bring him in to win a cup. If they, yeah. I think, I think if they don't, I think if they just, like, get a decent pace in the playoffs, I think it stays the same. I think if they win the cup, the rule changes. Yeah. That's that makes sense. So, it's as of, I think, like, 22 hours ago, Darren Drucker was like, oh, he's now eligible to sign the one-year deal with the Vegas Golden Knights just for the playoffs. Wait, so, it's just until July is the deal? Yeah, he can only, I think it's only a one-year deal. I'm not sure if he's eligible to but sign. But I didn't know because, like, because like if you come in, if you're a black ace and you come for the playoffs, you're technically still a rookie next year. Like, yeah. So is it is it this year and next, or is it just until the playoffs well, if, are over? If they sign a one year deal, I'm pretty sure they're gonna count it as this season. I don't think it'll roll over till next year. I think like okay. he'll still count as a rookie. But it won't, like, it'll still be as if, like, you're, like, when you burn off a year of a player's uh, ELC just because you played him per game, you know? Yeah. Alright. Last segment. One more new segment. Bad radio. So, a whole bunch of memes have been coming up for the playoffs because this is, like, the NHL playoffs are giving us all the excitement that March Madness didn't. Like, March Madness was so boring that the NHL playoffs are really like, alright, watch this. So there are a ton of memes. Hold my beer. We're gonna try to read and explain memes to each other and you, the listener, without showing them. We're gonna see if this works and if it's funny. It might not be, but if it is, it's gonna be amazing. So I'll go first. So the caption is Live look at the lightning in the playoffs, and it's it's that frat guy, like, the old dude pretending to be a frat guy, and he's got, like, the sunglasses, and it's like, bro, I'm straight up not having a good time. <laughs> oh my god. That comes from at Evan Galati. Uh, sports analysis, anal- sports analysts, the best teams will win, <laughs> NHL playoffs, and it's that guy, like, laughing as he gets in the cab backwards, like, <laughs> From at Broad Street Ghoulie. Uh, live look at NHL playoff brackets three days into round one. And it's um, the warehouse video. And the guy's like driving the thing. And then he hits all the shells and the entire building like crumbles around him. Mm-hmm. That's from James Myrtle. That one's not as funny. <laughs> People of Tampa winning their bracket when they check the scores tonight. And it's Anthony and Karamo from uh, Queer Eye. And yeah. Anthony's making his, like, Anthony face where he's like, Ooh! <laughs> And Karamo's just staring in disdain. <laughs> That's what I got. Okay. I have one. Alright. <laughs> do you want to go, Shay, or do you want me to go? Oh, you can go first. Okay. Um, okay, that's a lie. I have two. Um, but the second one's kind of not really... Yeah. 
But uh, the caption is the blue jackets are the boy and the paper towels are my bracket. And it's the, I think it's from Vine originally. It's the guy like walking into the room like dancing and there's like paper towels on the table and he just like slaps the paper towels <laughs> off of the table. <laughs> That came from at Burkowski, I think. And then there's one... Oh, I screenshotted it. Um, this one's not really a meme, but it's funny. It came from, I think it's Aisha Patel underscore, maybe. Um, but it's a picture of Sam Bennett and then another picture of the Lorax. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have one from a listener. Hold on. Before Shay goes. Um, cause we did throw this up on Twitter. Where is it? Sorry. I can't find things. Um, from at double slap shot, going to the playoffs, ready for chaos and feuding between teams. Like, and the guy on like the Barbie, um, like drive a car and he's, mm-hmm. he's like falling down the hill and then he catches on fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have two and they're both from NHL memes on Facebook. And it's, like, this one video where it's, like, this guy, it's it's a football team, and this guy's just, like, running, running, running with the ball. Everyone's cheering him on. It's, like, no one's challenging him. They're just kind of motivating him. And then this one guy comes out of nowhere and just fucking tackles him to the ground. And it's, um, it's, uh, the score starts out, it's Tampa Bay Lightning, and then it changes to, you know, uh, the... Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Lightning 3-0, and then it changes to the final 4-3. And then I have another one where it's, um, you know that reaction image where it's the, the black boy in the yellow shirt with, like, the styrofoam cup, and he's, like, look, he's, like, yeah. side-eyeing you? Yeah. Um, and it's, <laughs> it's CBJ 5-1. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I got for you. All right, Awesome. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. We are the For Puck's Sake Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at For Puck's Sake Pod or Instagram at For Puck's Sake Podcast. Um, we are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, um, Spotify. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to buy merch. It's very important if you want to keep us going because we need money for things. Um, awesome. Thank you, guys. Bye.